Welcome to Accelerate Your Wealth, a podcast by Rebecca Robertson, founder and director of Evolution Financial Planning. This series, we're focusing on female financial independence, looking towards a stronger financial future. Be sure to let us know your thoughts on the show and please do connect with us on Facebook, LinkedIn or Instagram or head over to www.rebeccarobertson.co.uk. Well, today I'm joined by my lovely friend and I don't know, just I guess mentor without her signing up to be my mentor. Um, And yeah, Dr. Joanna Martin. She is the founder of One of Many which is the coaching organisation for women leaders and entrepreneurs. Her message and work have been directly impacted over 100,000 people in four different continents. The diverse membership, including politicians, CEOs, partners in major global organisations, doctors, lawyers, accountants, activists, mothers, grandmothers and daughters, united in desire to change their corner of the world. As internationally acclaimed, award-winning speaker, she's trained and coached over certain certified over 1800 coaches master coaches and trainers in behavioral change tools there's so much I could add about Joanna check it out in the bio she's absolutely incredible and today she's going to be talking to us about the emotional side of money and how we're showing up so how are you showing up with your money let's get chatting to Joanna and uh, it's a good one get listening welcome back Joe. second time on my show Thank you so much for joining me. I know you're such a busy lady. And I always mention people listen to my podcast. You hear me talk about one of many. And I mention one of many all the time. (laughs) And this is the founder, the goddess that is Dr. Joanna Martin, who I'm just so privileged. She's laughing. But this is why I love Jo, because she's so humble and so amazing at the same time. Um, So thank you, Jo, for joining me. Oh, Rebecca, it's an absolute pleasure. And it's always a pleasure. You know that talking about talking to you and talking about money, a couple of my favourite things to do. So what fun. Exactly. Let's do this, right? So we're going to be talking about the emotional side of money. And I would probably say, you know, what a great combination, me and you talking about money, right? Mm. And we're going to talk about this in the sense of how we're showing up. How are you showing up right now when it comes to money? What is triggering you what is what fears coming up for you and we're going to talk that through using the power types that are one of many power types and let's start with the mother so joe would you like to describe to people what a mother power type might look like yeah well if i back up and just kind of give a bit of framework in case people haven't heard you know about the Mm. power types at all um, one of the things that uh, at one of many we, we talk about very central to our tool are these five women's power types and I work with them or landed on working with them along with my content collaborators Annie Stoker and Susie Heath when we first launched things because we were looking around us for role models of you know a different way of leading as women and we didn't really see a lot of them we're seeing more now I think things are starting to shift they're more visible now but we didn't see a lot So I stumbled across archetypes and um, archetypes are kind of, you know, universal kind of patterns of behavioral thoughts that weave through cultures um, and and we understand them innately at a very at a very deep level without much explanation, which is why they are great as kind of shortcutting through to the heart of matters. So at one of many, we support women to enhance, embrace and work with 
these five women's power types, because if you've got access to them, then you have access to the resources to handle most things that life is going to throw your way. But each of them also has an underbelly. And then if we kind of start looking at them through the lens of our finances, we can start to see how having too much of one or less of one or, um, uh, you know, not enough of something would end up with particular patterns that we might see expressed through our financial results. Um, and I think this is something that you and I kind of find find quite curious to, to look at how how does how much access we might have to any one of these five power types translate into what sort of financial results might I be expecting to see. Mm. So um, to your question then, so mother is one of the five and it's one that I think we innately understand, you know, we know that um, that the mother mother power type is that place of safety of unconditional unconditional love and acceptance. Um, when we're in our mother power type, we very happily sacrifice for those that we deem to be our family and I say deem to be because a lot of women, especially in our community, uh, deem a lot more people to be at their family with a with a you know uh, quotation marks around it than actually are. You know, we might be sacrificing for our neighbours, we might be sacrificing for our boss, we might be sacrificing for um, you know Mrs. Watson down the road who just has opinions about everything, and so to keep up with the Joneses. So for many of us, we have way too many people that we will sacrifice for, and that's a problem. Um, so mother will sacrifice for people that she thinks are what we would call at her hearth, her nearest and dearest. And if we have too many, this uh, has implications. It has implications for us energetically because we will exhaust ourselves by putting everybody else's needs ahead of our own. Mm. But this also shows up financially. Do you know, yeah. I'm thinking right now um, about one of our Lead the Change graduates, Susanna, um, and she shared with me, uh, we were having a conversation as part of our wealth um, a course that we ran, and uh, she was getting down to the nitty gritty of going, well, if I'm going to invest in our family's financial future and educating myself, because she didn't understand investing like nobody does, we never get taught it right at the beginning and until we learn it. So if I'm going to invest in my family's future and invest this money in learning this stuff, there's the money's not sitting around with nothing to do, you know, to pay for my education. It's currently being spent on other things. And, and she identified it was being spent on jeans and trainers and, you know, the stuff that her kids wanted in the moment, not needed, but wanted. Mm. And so this kind of harkened into a really um, deep conversation that we were able to identify, which was, when she was coming from mother power type around money, financial decisions, she was sacrificing for the future financial well-being of the family to the in the moment coming a bit from guilt and a bit from, you know, oh, what totally. I need isn't important compared to what my kids need. So we will often, if we have too much mother and not enough of the other power types, that's a very common pattern that we would see. I totally agree with that. I, I'd see that all the time with my clients and I'm talking at any age, right? Mm -hmm. um, sometimes you see things that are quite generationally. So you see things that are typical in 30 year olds, 40 year olds, 50 year olds, 60 year olds, et cetera. But you see that this is, it's not about when you were born or what generation you are. Um, I see it in every age of every mother where yeah. they, especially 
new mums who are just like buying the latest oh you know push God. how much money brands. did we spend on our first kids because we thought we oh had to have God. the new shit jesus I christ i even got the wrong push chair and had to get a new car because i got the wrong push chair <laughs> like it's ridiculous um but, you know, silly silly decisions being mm. made um and as they grow older now i have a teenager that baby is now a teenager mm. it's all about the design of the gear it's i mean mm. she had hundreds of pounds of for her birthday presents from family and from friends, etc., and she bought two outfits. Mm. Um, you know, this would probably feed an African family for two mm. two months. You know, mm. this kind of hundreds of pounds, and she bought mm. two outfits. Mm. Their mm. understanding of like concept of money is not not part of reality. Yeah. And as parents, we're put under this immense pressure to provide a certain a certain kind of lifestyle for them yeah um, and and thankfully I, I I have limits and I have conversations with her about this because um it's a really tricky conversation isn't it we, that conversation with, with with your children yeah um around well okay you need to save for that or you need to work for that and obviously we, we, you talk about the jam jars mm. and I've been doing that with my little boy and he's got it so much better than what she has she's such mm. a last minute person she'll worry mm. about everything in the last minute whereas he I can see he's a bit more of a long bigger bigger longer term planner mm. Mm. so I think for some women it's quite hard to have those conversations because mm we're tired already from having boundary conversations mm. then how do we do that when we've got another person another relationship with somebody who has a completely different outlook I start talking about money with my daughter she's like oh here she goes again mm. oh when are you gonna shut up about money you know she's a teenager she's 14 mm. she's just you know mm. where's my little boy's got listening and he's intent and he's going mm. oh mm. okay so we put this in there and that goes in my little pot and that goes on my card and that goes mm. in my and he's five. <laughs> yeah. I think that is part of it, right? Sometimes if you get it early before that ability to judge mum as, you know, intelligent or, you know, wise or whatever, where, where it's just mum says so, therefore. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. It's a hell of a lot easier when you get in early. There's no doubt about that. And then yeah. if it's not, it's it's you've got to you've got to, you know, harness the why. They need to understand why they need to yeah. be thinking about money. Um, they need to be managing their money, uh, you know, and so on. You've got to be able to tune it into things that are important to them, certainly. Yeah. Um, but also I think that it is related to, you know, one of our other power types, which is the queen. It's also recognizing if you've got strong access to queen energy. So Queen is decisive, clear, boundaried. She works from a place of structure and system. Um, and she has a vision for the realm, which is beyond mm. the day to day as it is. She has a vision for where things, uh, you know, are going to go that isn't what we see in the here and the now. So when she, if, if you can kind of create that with a teenager, if you can create yeah. that with offspring and say, this is the vision that I have for you, for your future, for us as a family. Um, and it's got, you know, th this is, I've got this many more years to work. And so I'm going to, you know, we're, we're needing to organize retirement for us so that I'm not going to be relying on you looking after me in, in your, like, or whatever it might be, or mm. so that we have um, enough asset base that you can, uh, not have to be pressured to get into the workforce in the first, you know, five years of your adult life that you can explore what you want to do at university and have the freedom to change career or whatever it is that's important to them. Painting out that vision, I think, from Queen 
and saying, so therefore, these are the boundaries that we will have. So therefore, you will get X amount for trainers yeah. and shoes and outfits or whatever, um, or you will get this much and you will put this in this jar and this in that jar. And that's how it will be because of X, Y, Z, or, or how would you like to look or how much do you think is reasonable? It depends on the kid, right? But I think painting the vision out, which is that yeah. part that comes from Queen is so critical. And the problem is that a lot of us as women have, um, we see one of the most common patterns in power types that come into our community certainly is very high mother sacrificing for everybody with very low queen scores on the power type profile um uh, which is the ability to say no to be more involved with the vision than with things as they are now and being able to hold that for you know for yeah. what i would call the realm but in this conversation that we're talking about now would mean the family, right? The close, yeah. the close family that you're that you're working towards. Well, she doesn't get horse riding lessons, and we won't have holidays. That's sort of the conversation I have with her because she can't really envisage university and that kind of thing. Mm. They, they're only worried about what they're doing this weekend, that day, mm. rather than like in five years' time. But, but you I, know, think, I, try... I think that's possibly something that to, can challenge her on, mm. right? Because I think part of our job as parents is also to have those conversations and help them to. I mean, I'm not a I'm not a parent of a teenager, so I can't speak to whether this is possible. But I would like to hope that as the, that executive function part of their brain develops, and it isn't fully developed until the age of no. 25, we know that. But I think our job is to help them to start distinguishing the difference between present self and future self, and yeah. knowing that you know we do need to make decisions from both of those places, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, I just think, yes, I totally agree. Um, and some days that would work. Other yeah. days, it might not work. But yeah. you're right. It's, it's a yeah. case of, I think it's very tempting to put our, you know, our language onto our children and have mm. conversations around what we think about money. And that's what's happened to us in the first place sometimes, mm. to have the mindset we have around money because it's yeah. been done to us by our parents. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of negative, negative connotations in there. So we have to, mm. I, I hear a lot of, women having to be very careful in the language how they're having to reframe a lot of conversations definitely once they realize this piece because it's not a case of we can't afford it it's more of a case of we're, we're choosing how to channel and give this money a job how mm. we're going to use this money to enable us to do something bigger and better mm, mm, definitely definitely i think that's it right we have the ability those of us who are conscious and aware we have the ability to interrupt those familial patterns um, that we do inherit because you know we're talking about the emotions around money today most of how we feel around money most for most of us is inherited from the way our parents felt around money and if you think about it you don't have to go very far back that you know the, the great depression is still very much alive and well in you and I and our generation because our grandparents lived through it our grandparents informed the boomer generation and they parented us in a certain way. And we're still, you know, like I still have the inclination to eat everything on my plate and not spend more than I need to. I've never been in a situation where that was necessary from a survival perspective, but because that was how my grandmother parented my mother and my other grandmother parented my father. And therefore that's how they parented me without question just because that was what they learned that you waste not want not etc right yeah. um and that's where we see 
uh, a kind of flip side around this, which is the over overly hanging on the 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 um, very attached, quite miserly um, perspective around money, mm. um, where we're so hanging on to to money in the here and the now, we won't spend it on anything to bring us pleasure or joy in the moment. It's all about for the future, or it's all yeah, all about saving for the future, or holding on. And that fear-based kind of relationship to money is every bit as disserving of us as a kind of um, that more uh, flippant, well, it's not flippant, but that kind of guilt-based relationship with money mm -hmm. of having to look get, buy my kids all of the things. Or and you don't even have to be a biological mother, by the way, to do that. I, I remember oh. when I was, um, you know, before, way before I had kids, when I was in my early 20s, I was brought up by my mom and my uncles that you always bought the first round. But when you're out with cheapskates, like I always was at university, no one ever bought the second round, right? We, <laughs> yeah. we didn't do rounds. I would always buy the first round and then that's like, you know, spending because of whatever. So I think there's also this piece here, just to come back to what I was saying there about the hanging on, there's a fear that drives that underneath it, which often isn't even our own. It's inherited mm. fear from generations ago when they had very little, um, which when we have the tools and, you know, in, in our programs, we work with emotional hygiene and the ability to let go of these uh, feelings that drive us. But it, it then allows us to bring in the um, aspect of what I would call the lover power type. Mm. And the lover power type is the part of us that is centered in self-care that is the center of, yes, our sensuality and our sexuality, but she's also the part of us that brings ambiance and beauty to spaces that nurtures and looks after ourselves. And she recognizes, you know, when we, when, we're, uh, when we have some access to lover, we will spend a little bit of money on a beautiful punnet of raspberries and sit in the sun and eat everyone and enjoy that as a treat, you know? Totally, yeah. Um, I, was, I was very than... under, uh, I was under express when I first joined one of many, one of many um, in Lover, massively overexpressed in Warrior S. Mm. So the idea of treating myself and looking after myself and, you know, just basic self-care <laughs> didn't exist at all. And yeah. it's really quite interesting now, slowly but surely, I no longer think it's selfish mm. to actually put myself first. And even in my business and even with my team and even with my family, I, I'm more and more asking the question, does this work for me? Is this going mm. to be right for me? Mm. And, and the same when it comes to that shows up how I spend my money now. Mm. So there are times where I think, well, should I really do that for myself? You know, should I actually maybe hold back a little bit because to be more careful and, mm. you know, that mm. kind of thing. Mm. Um, and I think, no, actually, I, I, I know this might come across as I, I want it, but actually this is forming part of my needs. And actually mm. this is something that I need to do for me. Mm. Um, and whether that might, you know, for example, I've got a spa day, but it's in a couple of weeks time, it's 150 pounds. It's a lot of money. Mm. Um, I thought to myself, oh, you know, should, should I, should I spend that? Should I be a bit more careful? No, I actually, I need that day out. I need that day to myself. I haven't done that in months and months and months. And if I don't yeah. do, if I can't do that for myself, then what's the point? Mm. Mm. <laughs> Um, Definitely. And I think this is it, right? We talk about the jam jars or budgeting or whatever you have, whatever version of that you, you, um, you understand, but it's about giving every pound a job, some for our future, some for, you know, right now, you know, for, um, some for education, some for, you know, housekeeping, some for charity and so on. 
I think there's also this this um, recognition here that it's kind of like we want to be bringing all of these different energies of the power types into our relationship with money in a wholesome mm. kind of way you know having a little the, the 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 budgeting allow of money allows us also to prioritize a bit of um energy for each of these ways of operating so a bit of budget for the lover energy to be able to have some enjoyment in the here and the now because lover energy doesn't give two shits about the future She's always right, really present in what's going on right now in this moment. And we need to have some of that. Otherwise, we could be investing and, you know, whatever for uh, for our retirement. We might never get there. You know, something might mm. take us out at the age of 50 or, you know, whatever. Right. Um, so we want to be enjoying as we go. But uh, but if we only ever are doing that, and I think that is a very um, – normal phase of our like sort of later teenage years is is overexpressed lover energy where it's all about the present and my pleasure and my enjoyment right now in the here and the now and not thinking about the future like queen energy would not putting structures and systems of investment and um you know uh, whatever whatever it is to to take care of uh retirement with a you know smaller or a bigger whatever that looks like mm. to you then we end up in a we end up in a pickle we need both right it's not a case of this or that it's a case of no we put some here and we 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 spend some time thinking like this yeah um, you know and i think that's a critical piece here's a question um and it's something as an entrepreneur and i know a lot of clients and friends that are entrepreneurs when it comes to a money mindset perspective there's like this buzz that you get of and i don't like the word hustle because for me it gives the wrong impression mm. but it's almost like I see, and, I, and I've had this, this is a bit of a pattern for me at times. And I see some clients, like I say, the similar, where it's almost, and I'm not sure which power type it is or where it mm. comes from. So hopefully you can help where you almost put yourself in a position of having to hustle, even though mm -hmm. you don't really have to. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe some of that's perception, maybe it's reality. Mm -hmm. but it's almost like you get a buzz out of having to, panic or having to worry it's almost yeah. so what is that yeah okay so I think there's two possible things that are going on there one is it might be overexpressed warrioress where warrioress loves to solve a problem right mm. our warrioress energy is a part of us who fights against injustice she rallies the troops she is um you know, she loves to start things. She loves to solve problems. She'll get in there, roll up her sleeves, get it done, bring everyone along with her. Not really with her, like fucking run and keep up with me kind of energy, right? <laughs> um, so if we have too much warrior-ass energy, what we tend to do is um, get <clears throat> a little over-adrenalized sometimes, right? And it becomes habitual. We will start to create problems where there are none. We right. will start to create possibly even conflict where there is none. So that we get that, you know, that warrioress gets a little adrenalized. And it can tip into then what I would call superwoman energy. Mm. Right. Superwoman is that is that she's the she is the archetype of our times. And I call her a disempowering archetype mm. because the cultures that we grow up in say, in order to be worthy, you need to achieve, you need to do it all by yourself, you know, you know collaboration be gone. It's about individualism, it's about material rewards for success. These are the cultures we grow up in. Then we go into workplaces where that is reinforced. Many of us grow up in families. I certainly did where, the, where achievement was really 
rewarded, you know, you get awards, you get prizes, top of the class, all of the things, pat on the back the whole way along. So we become very achievement oriented. And for me, I turned into superwoman. And, and it just then becomes a habitual way of operating, which when we look at women, we are burning out from this, like it is impacting our physical health, because we are actually, you know, I see early, not even early mid level warning signs of, of, of this where women will, they'll get a cold and it will floor them for two days, they can't get out of bed. That's because they're, mm. their cortisol, their stress hormone um, uh, makeup inside their, their adrenal glands are virtually exhausted. Do you know? Right. Um, so it's, it's impacting that it's impacting our sense of meaning. Cause when we're in that place doing, we're never pulling back and tuning back into our purpose and who am I and what am I here to do in the world? And there's no pleasure along the way either, because there's a, there's a, there's a hit, there's the endorphin hit of achievement, but I hear this time and time and time again for women who come into our community, they've built this fucking great ladder up a wall, you know, to get to the top of the wall. And then they're at the top of the wall going, fuck, I'm on the wrong wall. I never chose <laughs> this wall. You know, my programming, my culture said mm. that I need to climb to the top of the corporate ladder, that I need to, you know, be a super successful entrepreneur and have a seven figure business. And I, how many women I've heard from, what does that even mean? You know, like what all of this sort of stuff that people set as goals and then they get there and they go oh turns out this wasn't it no I totally get that and I can resonate with that in so many different different ways Mm. um I can talk about that for ages just that that piece alone but Mm. we've only got so much time with you um so that there's that there seems like there's actually quite a lot there really Mm. it could be Mm. numerous things that's creating that need or that drive um to to have that panic or almost like for me, it was a case of that I was always taught that um, for, you, for you to earn money, you have to work hard. I think it's, it's culturally a work, a work language that we use all the time. Well, yeah. if you do well at school and you work hard, if you go, go to work and you work hard, it yeah. just sort of rolls off the tongue almost. Yeah. Um, so when I stopped working hard and I wasn't actually working that hard at all, I had my team working for me and I was just doing what I needed to do. The first month, first two months, in fact, I felt completely lost. I literally yeah. felt like I was having to reprogram my whole nervous system yep. and not react. Yep. yep. And it, 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 it was the most bizarre couple of months. It was only actually this year. Yeah. And I, I'm still getting used to it. Yeah. And it's not because I'm getting used to asking for help. I'm like getting used to, it's almost like I'm, I'm literally having to reprogram my whole brain to understand that I don't have to work hard to earn money. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's that is very common. You know, it's very, very common when women step into that role of um, of queen energy with a little bit of sorceress as well in there. Sorceress is the part that's connected to your sense of the divine, whether you call that universe or quantum physics or your higher self or whatever. But knowing that it's all going to be all right. And and here's the vision that I have. And I've got this team who are supporting me. Yeah, that it is addictive. That it is adrenaline. Like if you if you look at the the reward centers and the way that our brains get wired when we're in this kind of superwoman achievement driven mode um, where we are like it shares a lot of the same circuitry as addictions right Mm. for many women who are told you need to work hard and then they work hard and they succeed especially if there's like trauma and stuff from our childhood's pain that has been not processed we will work hard. It is an actual addiction, right? It is, mm. we get addicted to work to avoid having to deal with the the um, other pain and, and trauma that's underneath things, right? right? As an example, you know, we were talking before we started um, recording here that sometimes 
there's non-money related stuff that when we aren't conscious to it cause us to have financial results that we may or may not want that would be one example of that right where where it might be nothing to do with money or work that is the pain i'm coaching the most extraordinary entrepreneur at the moment she's amazing total superwoman mode absolutely in superwoman mode and very much um you know uh very much um in a work addiction kind of thing Mm. and then when we look back at her childhood she had a shitful childhood right it was really awful and so all of the stuff to you know that all of her belief system around money and work and everything that's wrapped up in that is a response to this and the keeping busy all of the hours of every day of the week is so she doesn't have to pause and go i've got all these feelings from when i was a kid that are unprocessed you know that that and and i think sometimes we need to we need to take that moment to pause, but a lot of us won't because we're afraid um, that if we start, we'll never finish. Or that we'll, well also, we'll I for me, it was a case of, well, what if I don't actually like my life? What yeah. if that actually when I start looking at what I really want, actually what I've got is not what I want anymore? Yeah. There was, there was so much fear around change that yeah. I, I, I didn't even want to consider what the change might even be not even if there was any yeah. I just didn't even want to stop and think yeah I think when you're especially when you're in superwoman mode and especially if you're a parent um then when they start to you know they can wipe their own bottom you're mm. not quite as needed as much all the time um you you just fill your time with more stuff and that's mm. what happened to me I got when I got more awards and I wrote another book and I had more rewards and more rewards <laughs> and it wasn't to wasn't to sort of tell my parents how great look at look at me look at, it wasn't for other people it wasn't mm. anything to do with external it was all internal so I could tell myself that I was good enough that I mm. was worthy and it was mm. just keeping me busy mm. Mm. but I didn't want to stop mm. Mm. and then when I did stop um that's when that reprogramming came into place and I yeah. started to make much different decisions what yeah. was more right for me and I don't think and interestingly really your impact on people didn't stop right this is the thing we no. sometimes think that that it, what, what you've done is you've engineered for you yourself providing the impact you're still supporting people to get the results you're still doing what feels true and purpose aligned for you mm. but you don't have to do it all by yourself and with your, you know, no. that, with that push through. Um, and then there's some spaciousness, but it does, it's going to take, take time to kind take of time. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So we've talked about queen. We've talked about warrior S we've talked about lover and we've talked about um, mother. mother. We mentioned sorceress and yeah. I do feel like she's got a really important play um, yeah. in, in the whole thing. Yeah. And and that that is quite funny. It doesn't matter when it comes to anything money orientated, even in business, when I've had some, you know, oh shit months. Oh, what am I gonna do about that? It's amazing how it just always comes together and everything's fine and everything's mm. good. And I'm not saying I think there's a lot of however, there's a lot of people that there's that woo-woo piece where everything will just fall on your lap and you haven't got to do anything. Mm. And I'd love mm. your your opinion on this being that you know I know that you're quite a spiritual person and I am too mm-hmm. um but how does that work like how do you get all your eggs in you know your the eggs in the line your ducks in a row that's the right that's ducks in a basket mean. yeah we know yeah. what you mean uh, yeah um and but still spiritually it comes together for you so how does that work with sorceress do you know 
so yeah, sorceress is the part of us that connects to whatever we call that something greater. As Susie Heath says, it's what keeps the planets in their orbits. So for some people that is, you know, it is God or goddess or Allah or whatever. For others, it is your intuition, your higher self, the human spirit, quantum physics, whatever. And I think when it comes to money, but this is money is just an example of life in this conversation. One of my primary tenets, and I think the thing that keeps me sane, even when I have spates, and I'm coming out of one right now, actually, where it's gone not nicely in multiple parts of my life, right? I think sometimes we go into these phases where bits break or seem to be breaking. At one level, they're breaking down. But I take, um, I take great um, comfort in the, um, in the tarot card, the tower in these cases. So, um, which is, you know, old forms, which are usually man-made, like usually made by ourselves, crumble and fall down because they're no longer fit for purpose. And I think for many of us, especially those of us who are a little bit awake, a little bit aware, this is happening a lot in our lives. There is not an aware woman in my life right now. I have a lot of, you know, friends who are, you know, like you and I, relatively spiritually aware, not necessarily religious, not necessarily, although some are. And there's a lot going on at personal levels, business levels, relationship levels, you know, with with kids and challenges. And and then, you know, I was talking to um, talking to someone about this the other day and she said, well, look at what's going in the world right now. Do you know, we are seeing war. We're seeing the impact of the global pandemic. We're seeing, you know, economic systems starting to crumble, political systems really starting to be questioned. Is this fit for purpose anymore? So I think a lot of these, you know, things are breaking, right? Things mm. are really breaking at Shifting the moment. Shifting and changing. Shifting and changing. And and I think that when my kind of relationship to that, and it's not, I'm not always perfect at it. I want to say sometimes I end up a sobbing mess of fear because I'm scared. I get scared. What if the business collapse? I get scared. You know, what if my kid, um, you know, gets OCD? You know, what if my, you know, like I, I do, I have all of us when we get tired, we can get into fear. But the thing that I always come back to is what if this is the gift? What if this challenge that I'm having right now in whatever it is, is actually the gift that is going to help me to get to the next version? What if I would never be brave enough to break this part of the business because I'm so precious about it, um, but it's wrong and it's not fit for purpose for the scale or the global impact I want to have. What if all of the shitful challenges we're having in this thing right now is because it's not fit for the bigger picture purpose? What if I can trust that? Yeah. Or what if this requirement that my daughter has for even more attention from me is because she's, I don't know, even know why, but maybe she's pulling me into the present moment to be with her because that is the gift that her developing whatever the thing is, is the gift. What if what if the breaking of whatever the thing is, is because it's all being rebirthed into something new. And I'm not even going to say better because no. I think we can get attached to, we should always be getting better. It will be different. Change is inevitable. And I think Sorceress kind of understands that. She knows that life can be trusted. I trust that life will change. And that, that at some level, there's some grand unifying principle, you know, and we all have different names for that. But I, I, I kind of really at the, the core call it source or life. 
and that there is a truth and a beauty to that but it doesn't mean we won't experience bad things and it doesn't mean we won't experience great things but i i think we chose to be embodied we chose to be in our in our you know in our physical selves to experience all of what life is offering so if we can if, if we can have gratitude because you know sorceress is kind of like you know the part of us that does gratitude practice and attracts more in and yes we can um you know the law of attraction and yes all of those things but they're just that's a tiny little piece for me i think we can be truly financially free when we can have gratitude for the good the bad and for all of it do you mm. know it's not yes. just have gratitude for what you've got because what you appreciate appreciates yes you know, be grateful for what's in your wallet and then more will come. Yes, I think that is a principle that you can rely on. And I've experienced it more times than I can count. And I'm always looked after. But even, I think for me, the, what I'm playing with in this moment in our collective history is what if what if we can just be grateful full stop? Do you mm. know, what if we can be grateful for the beauty in those exquisite moments of pain or fear and look at it and go, oh, look at this human experience. How beautiful is that? Yeah. And that's pretty edgy, I know, and not everybody's kind of necessarily in that space, but it's a place that I find very comforting. No, I get that. And I come from a really religious upbringing um, and I was baptized and confirmation, etc. So for a lot of for a lot of me, um, go, go, going to find something that you can lean on at times when you are feeling under pressure, you're feeling, you know, conflicted or you're feeling fearful whatever it is that you feel that you can go and lean on and trust and then for me it's not I'm not particularly religious anymore mm. um but whatever is out there I totally don't do feel that it, it's it's there to look after me and mm. I just have to trust that process a little bit mm. um but it won't just fall in my lap like I still oh. have to have the right mindset and be doing a lot of the positive things um and it will it will happen yeah yeah I think that's it you things. can't I've, I've never had money fall in my lap while I was meditating, do you know, but what <laughs> I, I do let go of my fear and get myself in a centered place. And then abundance falls in my lap, like that feeling of abundance, that feeling of centeredness, which I think we need to be able to do anything useful. Because if you're mm. trying to fix a business problem from fear or fix a financial problem from fear, you'll make bad decisions. Exactly so the best thing that. you can do is do that work to get yourself back to center. But then you do the things as well right yeah definitely you hire the right people or you change the business structure the way that you do things or you make sure you're buying intelligent investments rather than just you know uneducated kind of my mate said that this was a good investment so we <laughs> don't did get it. me started so, about that <laughs> yeah, right well like, I'm lo exactly that no and i've loved our time today so anyone that's listening if you want to go and see how you're showing up in the power types you just heard us describe the different power types how are you showing up? So you can then maybe reflect on how you're showing up with your money, reflect to that power type. And maybe if you listen back to this show again, you might even get a different perspective once you have a little quiz yourself. So um, Joanna's offering us a, a token and that's in the show notes. So please go and check that out, sign up for the quiz. It doesn't take an awful lot of time and it will give you actually a percentage of where you're overexpressed or underexpressed in certain areas. I took mine years ago and then I retook it and I was amazed at actually the difference. And I've done that for several quizzes. And actually, I think if you work on these things, 
they do actually work. So mm. if that's something you're interested in, go and check it out. But Joe, if, if anyone's struggling right now and there's something that is, is there a sort of something particularly that you would share with them or is, it, is there a coaching program that you might suggest for them or and I'm talking about this women that are saying yeah that's me oh my god mm. how do I change this mm. how can you help them right now because you've certainly helped me in the past mm. well I think I think it's starting this journey of understanding what your emotionality is around I mean if it's if it's money or if there's other things that are coming up you know I think all of it money is just one example of really how we relate to ourselves so we've got a, we've got some awesome programs here. We've got our Living the Change program, which is completely online and can be accessed from anywhere in the world, um, which is, uh, you know, and we've got multiple price points so people can get started at a very affordable rate there. Um, and then, you know, right through to our Lead the Change program, which is what you did with us, Rebecca, yeah. um, which is a very intensive, you know, we meet four times a year and it's surrounded by coaching as well. So there's so many ways, depending on your budget and what your outcomes are, that we can support someone. But I'd say the best thing to do is just go to our website or drop us an email um, or go to the website, find the email and, and, and drop us an email mm -hmm. and uh, talk to one of my team because we're just really, really um, committed to helping people, you know, start this journey. Um, and, you know, we've got things from 37 pounds a month right through to, you know, thousands of pounds, but there's uh, something there that we can something support for everyone. With. Well, I can't recommend it enough. It's been amazing for me and, and the change that I've seen. And even more recently, um, I went on my uh, the Lead the Change um, graduation and I graduated and it was one of the, the last uh, programs. And I actually, from that uh, program, it was all around, you know, how you wanted to be, be fulfilled, how you wanted to show up, what, how you wanted to live your life. Um, and I was going to be doing two or three things in my business. And I came away, I scrapped all those things. Um, and I've started something completely different. Well, it's not completely different, but it's actually going back to something I did for five years previously. Mm. And it's building um, on that connection and collaboration. Mm. Um, and I'm building a community of business women who can help and support each other. Because mm. I really, really enjoy that. And it really does sort of tick my boxes in lots of different ways. So, mm. um, yeah, I, I'm still, even to today, experience benefits from the programs. Um, and going back to three years ago when it first started, yeah. I started to see some real changes and it's really changed my relationships with my, my family, my loved ones that really close, you know, my partner and my children and, and my team, you know, how I show up as a leader. So mm. um, thank you to one of many, because I love you guys. Uh, one of many, sorry. Mm. And um, thanks for being with me here today, Jay. I'm sorry we've run out of time. I'd love to talk to you too for longer. No, oh, it's been so lovely. It's been so lovely. And I really look forward to meeting some more women from your community because what you do for them is so special and so important so thank you no more than welcome and then we're, we're quite a few thousand downloads now so hopefully people that were listening um will go and check out um the, those tokens go and have a look at the profiles and i'd love to hear from you and let me know what you come up with were you more in one area than another um thank you joe thank you again have a lovely rest of your day and uh, thanks for joining us thanks Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Accelerate Your Wealth. For further help or to connect with Rebecca directly, please head over to the website www.rebeccarobertson.co.uk where you can find further information on our planner, book and how to further maximise your wealth. For any regulated advice, please do head over to www.evolutionfinancialplanning.co.uk.